This episode of After the Whistle contains profanity. Listener discretion advised. Please enjoy. All right, it's episode 129, and it's only Andrew and Elliot because uh, I won't talk about personal things, but Craig's got a little health issue today. It's not a hangover because I'd be mocking him if it was, but and he'd be battling through it. So Elliot and I are just going to bang this out. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing really well. First of all, Craig, I hope you uh, feel better. Nobody likes to hear people being uh, out of commission a little bit. You're saying that like he's actually going to hear this. You think he's going to listen to this? Well, he should. Like, you should listen to your own podcast just to make sure that you... Like, I listened to my own podcast once just to make sure I didn't say anything I really regret or there isn't some weird editing mistake that has me, you know, saying something that I shouldn't be saying on... on, on yeah, yeah, Although yeah. when the podcast gets sent out, you're, you're stuck. So it's not like... It becomes a train wreck at that point. But uh, I do listen to it periodically just to make sure that there's nothing that I really regret saying or doing. And I agree. You should. But I, yes. I'm telling you, he won't. So that's so, so it's well, that's what happens when you've got 30 million in the bank and you don't have to care <laughs> about anything. Yeah. Well, you know what? Here's the thing, though. What he doesn't realize is that I, I edit this thing. He knows I edit it, Elliot. But the problem is, is that there are times where I allow him to look a certain way. He doesn't even realize it because I'll cut something one way and I'll kind of screw him over. But he'll like, I know he won't go back and listen, you know? So, right. so he never catches it. I did catch your, uh, your podcast. Someone notified me that you talked about the uh, text message that we shared. That Mike Greer hire and that guy is a person. You're going to be hard pressed to find anybody, maybe in the world, that doesn't like Mike Greer. I know he's a very popular guy. Did you ever hear the story about his dad? The story I told about his dad. I don't. I don't think I did. No. Okay. So when I was a young reporter in University of Western, I would have been about 22, 20, somewhere between twenty-one or twenty-two years old at the time. Western had a wide receiver named Tyrone Williams on their football team who was drafted into the NFL. He was a ninth-round pick of the Dallas Cowboys. He was a hell of a player. And um, there were some teams that came to London to work them out and, and test them. And one of the teams, um, I believe at the time, was – I can't remember the exact story, so if I'm screwing it up, I apologize to everyone. But I believe it was the New England Patriots. And uh, I called, cold-called Bobby Greer, uh, his dad. Mike's dad, because Bobby Greer worked in the Patriots organization. I can't remember what his exact title was at the time. And he called me back. I was a young punk reporter, 21, 20 years old at the student newspaper at Western. And he called me back. And uh, I've always been a Bobby Greer fan and ergo a Mike Greer fan because of that. The other guy who called me back on that was Art Shell, who was the coach of the Oakland Raiders at the time, because Art Shell coached him at one of the college all-star games. So I called and left him a message and he called me back. So I've always had uh, a lot of love for Bobby Greer and Art Shell because they phoned this young punk reporter and talked to them about Tyrone Williams. Hey, what happened to Tyrone Williams? Well, he got drafted ninth, uh, in the ninth round of the NFL draft for the Cowboys, and he played for them for a year or two. I think he played for someone else um, for a year or two. And then he came to Canada and played in the Canadian Football League for the Argos. And then he retired. I, you know, he's never really talked about it, but I think it was to take care. He had a young child, and I think he retired to take care of the child. 
And uh, he worked for Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment for a while. Just a great guy, like a super guy. Side note on Western, name an NHL player, played a long time, went to Western University. Oh, geez, there were, there were a couple. Mike Tomlack? No, I'm not thinking him. NHL this one's player. obvious. This one's super obvious. I think he even still lives there. Oh, Steve Ruchin. Oh, yeah, yeah, Steve yeah. Ruchin. Steve yeah. Ruchin. Um, back, to, back to Greer's dad quickly for a sec. So I think, I think he drafted Tom Brady. Like yes. I, like he, I feel he like he's listed. the he's the one responsible for the Patriots having an eye on Tom Brady. I don't know if he's responsible, but I've read the story that he did a lot of work on the Tom Brady file. I've read. I don't know if he's responsible, but I know that he yeah. was. I, I've read stories before about how he was tasked with collecting a lot of the information and watching a lot of the tape. That's true. And his brother, of course, is the GM of the fish. Yeah. I know, I know everybody in Buffalo loves the Dolphins. Yeah. Well, I mean, but just what a, what a, what a, a bloodline in sports for a family. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like absolutely incredible. So I'm not, uh, I'm not surprised that he's, he's getting a job in, uh, as, as general manager in San Jose. I, I, I was talking, we talked about it yesterday. I, I'm, I'm not nervous for him, but I mean, that looks like a tough job to take over. Uh, right now with with the roster the way it is I mean I don't know how in-depth you've looked at their team but they've got some tough contracts there and and what are they going to do for a coach are they are they going the avenue of uh, the guy from BU there Uh, There, there's no question that David Quinn has a real good shot yeah David Quinn yeah he has a real good shot at that job I, I don't know that it's going to be him but he's definitely in the mix who else could be in the mix for that gig I, I think I, I think anybody who's available uh, would you know I, I'm sure that I wouldn't be surprised if Andrew Burnett is somewhere around that. Although I think Burnett and Bugner are tight, so I don't know if like, he would have any issues with that. Um, I haven't heard too many other names to be honest, but I think that because I think a lot of people are kind of focusing on Quinn, but it's an NHL job. There's only 30, 32 of them. People are going to be interested. All right. So you're at the draft. You're in Montreal. You're mm-hmm. up. When did you get in? I got in yesterday. yesterday who, were you, who were you drinking with last night? Tell us. You know why? I got to tell you, Andrew, I was lame last night. We had a team dinner and then I shut it down. It was, I had a long day yesterday. Andrew, I'm getting old. Uh, I used to be like the, the guy who closed the bar. I thought guys like you had to be at the bar with the GMs getting the scoops. Like, isn't that how you kind of get some of your scoops? You know what I did yesterday? Get them loaded and get some stories. I met with some people during the day and we'll see what happens tonight. But Andrew, I used to be the guy who closed the bar. I'm, I'm turning 52. I finally feel it. It took me a long time. Like I, I dealt with the bald spot. I got at 40. That was not a problem, but father time is undefeated. And at 52, it's starting to hit. Yeah, well, those fifty, those GMs that are over fifty-two live for moments like this. To all get together and get out and go. And oh, have some we'll that. we'll get out. Don't you worry. Oh, we I will. know, I I know. I I the agency parties are always big. So what are you hearing? What's going on? Is Montreal? Are they seriously not going to possibly take Shane Wright? Uh, is, it, is Jersey really thinking about trading number two? I mean, I read your the final thirty-two thoughts for the year mm-hmm. heading into the draft, and it just seems like there's like I'm expecting fireworks again. Every year, I think there's going to be fireworks, and they they don't always get there. I, I think, look, I think it's possible. I think it's possible, possible. I still think at the end of the day, um, I would be surprised if Montreal didn't take right, but I think it's possible they don't. 
what the hell does that even mean? <laughs> well, because are, are they afraid to not take right? Like, no, do you think I, I do you think they're more afraid of being wrong than just making the nah, the, the safe I pick? I don't think that. You know, the the tough thing for Wright, COVID ruined his schedule the last two years. He simply has not played enough, and it's not the kid's fault. But Slakowski was in Europe where they played. Yeah, Cooley was in the States where they played. Yeah. And I think there are some teams who wish if they could go back in the time machine, they would say, you know, they wish that Wright would have gone to Europe or something like that. Like Mason McTavish, for example, the Ducks prospect, he went to Europe. They wish that Wright had done that. Um, it's, it's really tough, Andrew. I, I think that just the lack of amount of time he's played over the last couple of years has really affected some teams. How has it affected him? Had you, uh, you know, is they there just, any? They just think that it, he hasn't had enough opportunity to play. But I mean, like personally, like emotionally, in this time to have these questions because he was like, uh, "Oh, I, I think this is hard on him." Man. Yeah, I, I think this is because you know, he if you've watched him interviewed or you've heard him interviewed, he talks about how he wants to go number one. He really wants to go number one badly. It means a lot to him. And but you know. I, I don't want to put an, a guy, man, what I said at the top, I, if I had to bet today, I still think that there's, I, I still would think he goes one, but I'm not convinced of it. I'm not like if Montreal drafted Slikovsky, I I would be a little bit surprised, but not, not blown off my feet. That's why Montreal is trying to get another high pick. I think because they they have a couple of people they really like. I uh, I can't see Montreal taking anybody else but but Shane Wright. I just I I, I disagree with you on that one. I, I I I could really yes. Man, I just think about I I guess I, maybe I'm still stuck in the days where I think about you know, they would rather have a Canadian kid over a European kid or. No, I, I, I don't, you know what, honestly, if you think that way, you shouldn't be a general manager. You shouldn't be in business. You take the best player. Yeah. When I, you're I, a general I, manager. You, you are, pay, you are paid to make tough decisions if they're the right decision. Yeah. All right. I just be, inter- I, I guess I'd be curious to if, see if what you, the fan, how the fan base would react. Job interview, if you ever said that to me in a job interview, Andrew, you would never get the job with me. I'm not saying that from my perspective. I'm saying that just from the pressure of the no, fan base. That's I think, oh yeah, is that, <laughs> I, I don't want Europeans on my team. That you're a chicken. Oh yeah, you know what? I, you're I a think, chicken. I think if I were Hughes, I would Notice be. I'm I think I'd be that, terrified. Like hundreds of kilometers away. I would be absolutely terrified no. to 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 you're sit paid in, to make those decisions. You're paid. Yeah. To make those so let's talk about Kevin Adams in Buffalo. What kind of decisions is he going to be making? Because there's rumors that they've they've been in on Fiala. They sound like they've been in on every move. Is this smoke and mirrors just to make it sound like they're being active? Or are they really being active? And there's also talk about, I hear rumblings, are they going to try to package a couple of those picks and move up in the draft? I think Adams is busy. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um I, I, you know, one of the things is he's got cap room. So if you have cap room in this league, it's very valuable, especially now. And I'm sh- like, look, he's already taken one contract, Ben Bishop. 
Um, and I wouldn't be surprised he's going to try to weaponize his cap space a bit. Like, to be honest, I'm sitting here watching Ottawa trying to move Matt Murray. And I've wondered if, uh, if Buffalo would do that. Even with, even with Anderson coming back? Well, Ander- how many games is Anderson going to play? Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he, in his mind, he probably thinks he could play 70, but I, I don't know. Yes. Like, well, okay, really, how many games is he going to play? I, I guess I would expect 45 from him. Okay, I think that's probably the high end, but I, I what one thing are you I thinking less for Anderson? Well, I would just say that the one thing is I don't doubt Craig Anderson at all. I think you're right. He's got the mentality he's going to play them all, but you just look at his recent history. He's 41 years old, and you know his his body's been through an awful lot. So I think if you get 45 out of him, you're really happy. I think um, so. So you need somebody's going to play 37 games that way, right? Now, do you think uh, Lukanen's the guy? You know, I don't. Exactly. I don't I, think you're the only one. So, I, like, for example, the thing is, though, if you're, if you're doing Matt Murray and you're Buffalo, Ottawa's paying you to do that. It pains me to say that about UPL, too, because there's so much hype around this kid. I just, we haven't seen him stay healthy. Yeah. You know, and, like, that's such a, it's, you know, that's, that's, that's the key to being a, uh, a goalie in the NHL is longevity and being able to to play through the, all those games. But I don't think he is the guy, and I think they have a lot of stock in Levi and Portillo. And I'm still, I mean, I'm not even nervous. I just they're still so far away that they need a goalie. They need another goalie. I, what's wrong with what's wrong with Malcolm Subban? Uh, I don't know. I, I just think that they are looking at goaltending options. I do. And I, I'm sure, well, I have no doubt Otto was called them about Matt Murray. Would you be interested? And I'm, I'm not saying that Matt Murray is going to be a saber. I'm just saying that I think that's the kind of thing that they get called about. And they probably ask, okay, what are you going to give us to do that? Yeah, I'll be I'll be curious to see if they do anything with any of these three picks that they have at the draft. If they yeah. can, if they go and acquire a player or something, you hearing any rumblings? Uh, well, the one thing I did write is that I I heard that there was some traction between uh, between them and Olson, and I specifically asked around because you asked me about it last time. Well, that's not the sexy thing I'm looking for, but I'll take it. I'll take it. What kind of deal are they looking at for Olson? That I don't know. So who did you talk to? Did you call Kevin Adams right away and ask him? Uh, Kevin, uh, no, I did not ask Kevin. And also I did not ask the agent. The agent wouldn't say. Sometimes you have to kind of go around the top guys. Okay. All right. So what kind of a deal for Olofsson? I don't know. I don't know. I would assume it's a bit. Yeah. Uh, actually, I shouldn't say that. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I just heard there was some traction there. All right. Last couple of things I'll ask you here, and thank you for doing this today, man. On a, on a busy day, um, Malkin, wh- what's going to happen with what's going to happen with Malkin? Are you getting asked this a lot? Yeah, I mean, I I think Latang and and the Penguins aren't far. I think I think I think I think that one gets done. Malkin, I, I don't know. Like I just heard. It hasn't been close. You know, we've got eight days, right? You know, free. Oh, seven days. Free agency is is a week today. I just wonder if it's one of those things they kind of get together at the end and they see where everybody is and then they make their decisions. And I don't know that it's changed, but the last I heard was a few days ago, and I just heard they weren't close. How much is like what? What's what's Malkin want? 
Like, is he? He he he's got to get. What did Ovi take? What's Ovi's o- Ovi? Got, Ovi's got a huge deal. Is he's not over ten though, right? I'll tell you what it is it's because he was at I think what was he before he was at like nine. He five? was at nine five. Yeah, and I I'm just I, I just want to remember exactly what it is because can't you it's say nine that those, five? It's nine five. He's still at nine five. Yeah, okay. and he's still like he's still a big scorer. Well. Well, Ma- Malkin's biggest issue is just getting into games. I mean, he had 20 that, goals and 22 assists this year in 41 is, games. I, I do think that's one of the issues that, that Pittsburgh has, is that uh, is that he has trouble staying healthy. It's, it's, it's the same thing we're kind of just talking about with Anderson. It's not exactly comparable, but it's, you know, you, you always worry when you extend a guy at a big number, is is he going to be able to stay on the ice? How many teams don't like doing those contracts where performance bonuses because they got to do the calculations after? Like, like uh, for instance, because isn't he a player? You're the perfect guy to talk to about this. That could sign like for two million and then get like if you play sixty games, you can have you can get a two million dollar bonus, and if you get X amount, like can't isn't he? Um, uh, uh, doesn't he have the uh, ability to, to have one of those con like a performance enhanced contract? Isn't that after the age of 35? Yes, you can like performance bonuses. Yes. So how, how come he couldn't structure a deal like that and, and give a team a discount? I think that guys like Malkin have a lot of pride. You think it's still about making money for him? I, I, you know what I think, Andrew, you played at this level. You wouldn't know this. Um, you would know this better than me, but this is a world of alpha males, right? Uh, this is, this is a world of alpha males and they compare themselves about how they do against each other face to face. And they also compare themselves on how much money they make against each other. You well, know not- that. I'm not going to lie to you, Elliot. When I was making 500 and I knocked out a guy making 1.2, I was not thrilled that he was making 700 grand more than I was. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's the thing. Like, um, that's, so, yeah. that's the thing. Like, I, I have heard that. I have, and I think that has a lot to do with it. Look, like, what's one of the things that really blew that young Sabres team apart a decade ago when Terry Pagula took over? And his intentions were honorable. He meant to do the right thing. But when they went out and they spent all that money on Billy Leno and Christian Erhoff, all the guys who were already there, they got upset. And I, I don't blame Pagula for that. I think the market wanted them to spend money. So he did what made the Sabres fans happy. Uh, at the time, everybody was really excited. But you know what that dynamic does. And do I think Malkin needs $10 million? No, I don't. But I would bet you Malkin thinks, you know what? I'm Evgeny Malkin. I've done a lot for Pittsburgh. The team just, you know, like you want a big number. What team should everyone be focusing on at the draft? Where are the most fireworks going to be? Well, that's a good question. Could be New Jersey, uh, but I'm not sure it will be. Um could be Chicago. I think they want to get into the first round. Hi. Okay. Last thing I want to ask you before we let you go here. Mm-hmm. I have, I want some Elliot future predictions here. Okay. Hit me. All right. Future predictions for next season. Who wins the cup next year? 
Oh my! You can't you don't even know who's playing for him. I don't care. I want to. Sir, I'm going to circle back to this next next oh, June. This is this is not right. This is this <laughs> yeah. is setting me up to fail. Okay, I'm looking at the teams. Uh, it's okay to be human, Elliot. No, no, it's not. Um, I don't want to pick Colorado again. I'm, I'm not picking. Okay, them. rule. Can't pick Colorado. Can't pick Tampa. Well, I was going to pick Tampa to be okay. Okay, pick Tampa then. Okay, so I, I, you say I can't pick Colorado. I can't pick Tampa. I'm going to go with. Okay, I want to make a somewhat bold pick that could make me look terrible. It's either going to be really right or really wrong. Ready? Okay. Dallas. Wow. Okay, I was I would thought I was steering you right into the New York Rangers pocket, but okay. I don't know yet. I don't know yet. Dallas it is. We'll pin that one up. I want to see what the Rangers have at center. Will Pat Kane ever be a Sabre? What are you doing to me? This is a Buffalo podcast, so I'm going to say yes. (laughs) Do you you not believe that? I I honestly don't know, Andrew. I I really don't know. I I really don't know where this is going to go. Austin Matthews' goal total next year? 55. Who wins the heart? Kel McCarr. Who wins the Vesna? Jake Ottinger. Obviously, Norris would be McCarr if you picked him to win the yeah, heart. And first coach fired. Division. Division. Not. I don't want you to name a coach. I just want you to name a divi- the division of the coach that gets fired first. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Take your time. The suspense is killing me. Pacific. Pacific Division. Okay. Yeah. All right. You heard it here first. Thanks, Elliot. Have a have a great summer, man. Appreciate everything you've done for us this year. Sorry, Craig couldn't be here for the last episode with you. No worries, Andy. I I, I really love coming on. I, I love like look like Buffalo is one of the best cities in the NHL. The fans are great. I always get notes after I come on this uh, podcast from people either saying good job or you really stink. So I know people listen to it and. Uh, Tell Ribs, I hope he feels better. I love coming on. Thanks for having, I'll see you in September. Uh, Thanks a lot for that. We'll talk to you in a bit. That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle, and at Craig Reve 52 at the Instigator 76. And you can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.